Hey everybody, it's episode 162 of the Katie Lance podcast and I am excited for this special episode. I had a, good, a really fun conversation over on Instagram Live a little while back with my good friend Chelsea Pites. Now if you don't know Chelsea, if you follow my content and you follow my channel, most likely you will love Chelsea because she shares so many uh, similarities to who I am and just our beliefs and thoughts around uh, social media and content and family and just everything. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I reached out to Chelsea and I wanted to do an Instagram live with her to chat about a topic she had on her podcast recently, which was all about breaking social media rules, which I absolutely love. So what you're about to hear is a recording of that conversation. So when you hear us talk, just know that that was recorded in Instagram live, but I thought it was such great, a great conversation that I wanted to take that audio and put it here in the podcast. So if you missed it, or maybe you listened to it when we were live, uh, it's, it's a great re-listen because we talk about just kind of breaking down a lot of the myths around social media, like batching content, should you do it, should you not do it, what that actually means, analytics, um, different apps that we love. And just, we just had, we just had an awesome conversation. There's a, there's lots of laughs in there, but also some great nuggets. So thank you to Chelsea for the conversation. So much fun. Uh, and I would love to hear from you guys what you think of the conversation give me a follow. Uh, make sure you follow Chelsea. We're going to put uh, her contact info in the show notes below. So check it out. And uh, let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Yes, I, I was I was listening to your podcast recently and I was like, I want to talk to Chelsea. Um, there was a hot topic, which I'm sure we'll get into. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm always excited to see you as one of my nearest and dearest, not just social media friends, but friends in real life too. So I love the chance to get to connect with you. And hi to everybody who's tuning in. So I wanted to chat with chat with Chelsea because I think it was probably a week or two ago, I was like doing my thing, getting ready for the day. And part of my routine is I love to listen to podcasts and I love Chelsea's podcast. If you don't subscribe to her podcast, check it out. And what caught my eye is she was doing a podcast uh, about breaking the rules of social media. So I was like, well, I gotta <laughs> listen to this. And I thought it was so good. You talked about just all the things that you really believe in, you know, as far as like how you do things and how you don't necessarily like have to quote unquote, go by the rules of what other people say and stuff. So um, I would love if you're open to that, like, let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Absolutely. And the, the funniest part is that I consider myself a total rule follower. <laughs> I am definitely somebody who likes structure, likes rules. And so that was definitely something that was a little bit of out of my my element, so to speak. So I'm really excited to talk about it because I think you and I are both super passionate about helping humans understand how to use social media and marketing that works for them long term and sustainably. And what works for one person may not feel right for another. And honestly, what worked for me two years ago doesn't work for me now. So hopefully if you've come to this live for permission to evolve and change, just like 
human beings do, this is your permission. So yes, I would love to talk about all the social media rules that I don't follow and that I break. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about your unique approach. Cause I know you have a unique approach to social media and I've always loved that we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're like really different in other ways too, which is awesome. Right? Like, you know, life would be boring if we were all the same. So yes. tell, tell, share a little bit about your, your unique approach to social media. Yes. So there's a few things on my list. And when we say rules, these are things that are tried and true. And to be honest with you, many of these suggestions that we, people and experts have accumulated over the years truly honestly do work really well as long as they work for you. So we're all about giving people permission to do what feels right for them and feel good, but we're not giving you an excuse not to do things. Say So we're not giving you an excuse not to try some of the things that we're talking about because how do you know that you don't like doing this thing if you haven't tried it, right? Yeah. So we're not giving you permission to skip out on that. So one of the things that I don't do is I do not adhere to any kind of posting schedule. I don't have a specific day of the week. I don't have a specific time um, and I never really have. And thank goodness for the recommendation algorithm now because that certainly helps because it doesn't really matter as much anymore when you're posting. But I definitely do not and have never posted daily in any feed at all, unless it's stories, which I kind of consider something a little bit different because that's really fast and easy content creation. Mm -hmm. So um, absolutely, I do not post every day. I certainly do not post multiple times a day and I don't have a set schedule or time or day of the week that I post. <laughs> okay, it's kind of hurting my heart, the, the non-schedule part of it, but it's all good. <laughs> I still post. I just don't have it like Wednesdays at 12. <laughs> and that's all, it's all good, right? Like that's like yeah. the whole point of it. Like, it it's all good. And yeah. I think part of being really self-aware of who you are. And I would love for you to kind of chat a little bit about that because I, that's one of the things I really took away when I listened to your podcast and just from knowing you personally is like, you just are who you are like you're you know i think both of us say this way like we're comfortable in our own skin like you're self-aware do you do you feel like that makes a big difference i do and self-awareness has been a major theme for me in my life this year and i don't know if it's my age like we're, we're similar ages like maybe it's just something about getting older but you really do have to know yourself to create content to create a personal brand and to know what you want to do and what you don't want to do and to know when you want to do the things that you don't really want to do, but you still have to do them, you have to figure out how to put that into your world so that it's palatable for you to say, all right, today's my day to do X, Y, and Z. Today's my day to, to batch create some videos because Katie's always on my shoulder, like right here, you need to batch create your videos. And so, yes, we all have those areas of our lives where we're like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, but self-awareness is key because if you know that you literally have tried to make video after video after video or reel after reel after reel, and you really truly have tried and you're not saying, oh, I don't like video, but I've just never made any, or I'm newer at it and I'm not as good at it right now, so I don't really want to make it. Well, I better just stop like jog running, walking, because I'll, I'm not 
ever going to run a marathon, but I'm out here like two steps at a time. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I survived that. Oh, it's only been a mile. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I, I could stop now knowing that I'll never, you know, I can say, oh, I'll never run a marathon. Or if I run a marathon, I'm never going to run it in sub eight minute miles. So mm -hmm. we just have to keep going. So the self-awareness is key. And this comes into play for me because you and I have talked extensively about batch creating content. And I am here to tell you <laughs> that batch creating content works. It is awesome. I recommend it to everyone. I personally know this because I have tried every kind of batching under the sun. I've tried the yearly, I've tried the monthly, I've tried the weekly, I've tried the twice a week. Um, I, all of it, all of it. And you know what? I will tell you that when I do batch create content, it's like chef's kiss. I'm so happy. I'm so like stress-free. It's flowing. The problem for me is that sometimes I don't flow as well. And you know, life gets in the way. I, you get sick. Maybe you're taking care of a parent who's sick. Your kids are out of school. And so you have to adjust. And what I will tell you is that ultimately, after trying all of the batching, I will absolutely 1000% admit it absolutely makes it better and easier. And I still don't like it. <laughs> so because of that, <laughs> see, I've tried it. I've tried it all. I've tried it all, right? right? So I only can say that with conviction because I'm self-aware and I know that I would love to be the person that's like, oh, it's Thursday at 12 p.m. It's time to record some content. That's just not me. <laughs> so um, I have to honor that part in me. And I find that when I push it, when I try to break out of, of that self-awareness is when I get frustrated. I keep re-recording. I'm like, I don't like this. And so a lot of times, even though I know that ultimately batching would be really helpful or some of these other things that we're talking about, it does impact the quality, I think, of, of my, my output. But yes, I, I see uh, Linda says she has to get back. Me too. <laughs> and I find the one thing that, that um, Katie always talks about is, you know, keeping that list of ideas. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I write down the list of ideas, and I just have that. It frees my mind up to have more ideas come into it. And I think it was you, Katie. Were, were you the one who said that you don't have to just make the content on your batching days? Like you could do research. Yeah. You could have that time. You could make it look a little different. It doesn't have to be the same kind of day batching content that Katie has where she might film four videos mm -hmm. and maybe edit those four videos. Maybe she's like, the only capacity that I have today is to do some serious research yeah. or to pick out three different, you know, topics from my research. And maybe you don't record any of them. So you can still tweak a little bit according to your level of, you know, desire ability, but also, you know, we're saying that you have to do it, right? You can't say, <laughs> well, it's just me. I'm self-awareness. I just don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that. I mean, I know you and I have talked about batching often over the years and uh, yeah, it, I mean, as much as I do believe in it for myself and I do think it's helpful for a lot of people, I know it's not for everybody and not everyone works the same way. Right. And so mm -hmm. you have to, I think you do have to try different, different ways of doing things and making sure you're not falling into an excuse. Right. But actually like going, okay, well that strategy doesn't work like, but what strategy would work, you mm -hmm. know? And yeah like 
your point, you know, I don't do all of it on my, on my batching days, you know, because for me, my mindset of like creating is much different than my mindset of editing. Right. Or my mind's writing captions like that could be a whole nother like hour I spend writing Mm -hmm. captions or searching hashtags. So I've really realized over the years that it's like different parts of my brains do things. And I also give myself grace because honestly, there are days where I'm like, I'm not feeling it today. So I always try to give myself a little bit of a buffer. I'm having that that week (laughs) where I'm just like, I don't I didn't post anything last week in the feed. And and I'm not mad about it because I'm like, I just I'm not in the mood. I'm just not in the mood. And that's okay. Like, that's yeah. that's the re like the I hate to say authenticity because it's such a buzzword, but like it is the realness of it, mm-hmm. right? It's and it's it's just being true to who you are, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's it's we're giving you permission. This is all about permission to, to break <laughs> yeah. the rules and make the rules. And I was a, you know I I was had a stomach bug this uh, last weekend, and I keep telling myself I'm like oh I think I'm just recovering from that, and my husband's like just do you need to be recovering for that? Just take some days off. Yeah. You can take some days off. And I was like, you're right. You know that <laughs> I can. So yeah, self-awareness is a big part of, I think, anything that we're doing and knowing what works for you or being able to tweak it. One thing that has helped me, because you mentioned captions and got me thinking, mm-hmm. um, and I love to write a caption, but I hate to write a caption. <laughs> like literally, I, it's a whole process for me. It, it, it goes through the lows, the highs. It's like, this is terrible. Let me re-edit it. Um, and that's just my process and that's how I like it. And other people would, would be like, that sounds awful. Well, that's my process and, and I like it. That's how my brain works. But the caption thing, one little tiny trick that has helped me, and I don't know where I've been and why I didn't think about this before, but I now um, write all of my captions on the notes app in my phone. And I happen to have a compatible Mac so I can type it on, the, on my laptop. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is I wasn't saving all of them in one place before. And you and I are big on recycle an older idea. Yep. And since I've been doing that for years now, I can go right into my notes and type in a couple of words like recommendation algorithm or camera confidence. And I can find four or five or six captions that I wrote once upon a time that I can just, you know, tweak a little bit or take one from here and one from there. I was like, where have I been? This is like the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I love that. I do. I do that, but I do that on Google Docs. But same idea. Yeah. Know, I, See, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> all, it all. It all works in. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. You got to go back and yeah, you can repurpose. Um, which is awesome. So, okay, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and by the way, if you guys just joined, make sure you hit the, tap the little heart button, say hi. If you have a question for Chelsea or I, uh, we will try to answer it. Feel free to put it in the chat. Um, But you know, you know how the algorithm works. The more you interact, the more, you know, (laughs) all good. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, so I want to ask you about metrics, because you said something in your podcast about metrics, and I was like, amen, hallelujah. So, you know, every social media person's like, you got to follow your insights, you got to follow your metrics. And I do think like, yes, you need to like pay attention to certain things. What are your thoughts on, on metrics? Of course, metrics matter. Okay. In all areas of life, you know, I would love to like never do my budget. <laughs> like, a P&L, what, what, it's a write-off. 
right? It's like, he's like, well, do you know what a write-off is? I'm like, yeah, you send it to the place where you write things off, okay? But yeah, so we understand that metrics have value. Yeah. Some metrics are, may be more meaningful to your business and your content. And that it, just because it's measurable doesn't mean it may be meaningful, right? Yeah. And when I say meaningful, I also am speaking in beyond your business and beyond your mm -hmm. content performance. And I'm thinking of your mental health. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, I look at metrics and I know myself, self-awareness. I know <laughs> that I can easily spiral into picking everything apart. Yeah. Ooh, what happened here? Oh, this one went way down. Oh gosh, I should never try that again. Mm -hmm. And while some people might say, oh, that's really good feedback because you should try something different. You do need to establish a pattern and you do need to know what's meaningful metrics for you to measure. And the meaningful metrics for me to measure are things like watch time, because that's something that can tell us, you know, are you capturing people's attention? Are you holding it? Views do not equal value. We don't even know what a view is in the world of Instagram. They have not put it in writing yet. So we don't know, is it this when they're scrolling past? It's not three seconds. So all of those things, we don't know exactly. Plus there's all kinds of different things going on. You might have a trending song. Your next video may not have a trending song. Okay, we <laughs> can't really compare those because there's, there's too many scientific, you know, things that are in there. We've got music <laughs> on one. So unless you're doing the same exact thing every single time, mm -hmm. which a lot of people are not doing in Reels, and I don't do the same thing every time because I like variety because I get bored. So it's a little bit hard to really figure out which metrics, but I also wanna tell people that there's a lot of metrics that can't be measured. <laughs> and for, for me, that aha moment when somebody is watching my video and they're like, oh, I never thought about it, that, about it like that. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was so helpful. Oh my gosh, I feel like you're talking directly to me. I yeah. can't measure that. And I'll never be able to measure that unless they send me a message, right? Yep. And how many of us are even sending messages to the people in the videos that we connect with? And I'm bad at this too, because I see a video and I'm like, ooh, that, I felt that. And I might even share it with someone, which I am giving them a share and I'm showing that metric. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that are silently consuming. They're lurking with love. They're connecting while they're consuming. <laughs> and you may never know. And you may never know. So you know what else is a metric? Authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Authenticity is a yep. metric. How do we measure that? We don't. <laughs> so there's a lot of things. And so again, if you know you're the kind of person, and this is not the advice I give to everyone now, because I, I have a lot of tools that I've developed since then. But friends, I didn't watch myself back for five years. Hmm. That is not a good strategy. <laughs> that is not a solid strategy to improve your video performance. But I knew that at that time in my life, if I watched myself back, I was likely not going to make another video. Mm. So you also have to know where you're at and you know where you can kind of tolerate too. But yeah, metrics matter. Metrics are important. Yeah. I personally don't really look at my metrics. Um, I, I use metrics I can control. So what are those? I can control proactively how many humans I talk to every day. Mm. I can control what kind of content I see in and around me in my feed. I can control if I commit to creating content, you know, like once a week or something like that. I can control how often I post that content. So I can't control anything else other than that. So for me, I'm like, okay, cross it off the list. 
I did it and I feel like I'm able to really measure that. And so if you're having trouble with metrics, maybe switch your metrics, mm -hmm. maybe make those metrics your metrics that you are doing as activities that are measurable. Um, or, and or maybe stop looking at the metrics for a little while and see if that might help. Because for me, it allowed me to create more, which ultimately was more positive than me stressing about the metrics. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I think we get caught up on the, the vanity metrics, right? Of, oh, how many views mm -hmm. and whatnot. That is just a such a small piece of the puzzle. I think of a video I posted last week and in the overall scheme of things, it did not get that many views. I think it's hovering around 2000, which for real, it's, you know, it's not like I'm setting the world on fire there, but I had hundreds of comments, right? And so yeah. when things like that, and, and you know, oftentimes there's, and it was funny about that video is I spent like literally 30 seconds creating it, right? I don't even, I, I don't even think I did any editing. It was just like, I had, I had, you know, something I was like, I gotta get this out there. And sometimes the best ones that you think are gonna crush it, and yes. then sometimes it's like, oh, and I, I, to your point, it's like, I think you have to kind of be a noticer. Mm -hmm. I always tell my boys, be a noticer, what's happening in the world. And I try to do the same thing on social media. So when something happens, we're like, huh, that's interesting. How can I repeat that or learn from that? And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a, a you know, a crapshoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot on reels, yes. But I love looking at what you can't control. Yeah. That's that's such good advice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to look at, I saw someone post a question. There's a little Q&A box here on Instagram Live for those of you who maybe aren't on a lot of IG Lives. But if you have a question, you can put it in the box. And I love that there is a question that came through. I think it's Holly. Hopefully I'm saying that right. She asked, I'd love to hear you both chat about content pillars, aka categorizing your life to regularly show up as yourself. How can we help realtors show up as all the things without being all over the place? And I, it's such a great question because I was going to chat about that. So yeah, oh my gosh, we need to do a whole session just on that because I, what I really hear is all the things and oh my gosh, where do I start? What do I do? Am I allowed to talk about the fact that I love Hello Kitty and I'm a professional real estate agent? So I'm, I'm interpreting Holly. <laughs> all of that in there so um you know and i i'm reading into into it so thank you for allowing me to take your question and and read into it a little bit further um but i think you know and i, I think you'd agree too is that i can say we is that we really believe that um you know you're a human being that happens to sell real estate not a realtor that happens to be a human being and gosh i really like to connect with multifaceted humans <laughs> and so seeing that human side of you the and humanizing your brand um and you know that word sounds a little um stressful you're like what do you mean by humanize and it really is as simple as putting your face in things putting your voice so we can hear you and the hard part is is including and infusing your personality and your perspective the perspective part gets scary for a lot of us i say us because i definitely am one of these people because you know innately we want to be affirmed and loved and belong. And if I have an opinion, somebody might disagree with that opinion. And that person may or may not ever actually type something into a comment. <laughs> and that's where we get caught up on having a personality and a perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
yes, all the things, it feels overwhelming. So I'll, I'll let you talk, Katie, too, on, on your idea of content pillars, too, because I know you talk a lot about that. But overall, I think that there's no more 80-20, like 80% pers or professional, 20% personal. Human is professional. Yeah. And we do want to see you in your content. And if nothing else, maybe this will change your mind. With the recommendation algorithm, now you're seeing about I'm gonna, I'm guessing on this number, but I think it's 45% plus. I know for sure they put in writing 40%, but I think it's higher now, so it might even be 50%. Of the content that you are being shown in your feed, in your main feed, the people that you're following, there's 40 plus percent from people that you don't know. You're not following. And if that's happening in your feed, your content is going out to people that don't follow you. So right now, when they decide to click finally because they've seen maybe two or three of your reels and they click to check out your profile, what's happening is in seconds they are scanning and they want to verify that you are a human being and that you actually are competent. I know it's wild to think all of that happens within a, a short little scan of your tiles. But that is what's happening and it's not conscious. It's, we don't know that we're doing that. And we're looking for a human being. And so if we go to your profile and we don't see you, it, and, we, and we don't, we're not gonna search, we're not gonna scroll, right? Yep. And if we're going on your Reels tab and we can't easily quickly assess what you're all about, what do you talk about? I'm not gonna watch your videos. I'm not gonna watch all your videos, right? But I'm gonna scan. Yep. I'm like, oh wow, this person talks about, okay, wow, wow, Katie talks a lot about um, Instagram Reels and real estate. Oh, she probably knows what she's talking about. Good thing we hired her for this class. <laughs> so, um, so that's what's happening. And so more and more people who don't know you yet. And the question is, how well does your content show people who you really are? Can it make a stranger feel like they already know you? Because at the end of the day, the sales cycle is so accelerated when somebody calls you and says, oh my gosh, you know what? Um, we found you online and they might say, well, what was it that made you decide to reach out? Well, you know, we've been oddly watching your videos for <laughs> like, I don't know, eight months. Um, and gosh, you know, it's just so funny. You do those videos with your dogs and they're just the cutest <laughs> little things. And they're just talking about all this stuff. And, and you're like, this is weird because you've never, I don't even know who you are. I don't even think yeah. you've commented, right? Yep. And so when people feel like they already know you, that's when they've already decided. They've already built that trust. So how incredible would it be? Imagine a world if every time you met a, a potential new client, they literally smiled at you and said, I feel like I already know you. They are ready to work with you. <laughs> they've already built that trust. And so that's the beautiful thing about social media, specifically video, is that you can do that through stories and also um, reels and, and live video and all of that content. But we're all the same creature. We're all lurking in there. We're all scanning. We're like, let me go down the rabbit hole of all of this stuff here. And maybe the last place they'll go is your website. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many, so many truth bombs <laughs> right there. We all do it. We have to have yeah. go go to people's profile and we judge right away. And I, I'm the same way. If I go, to, oftentimes a realtor will reach out and say, well, can you go to my profile and let me know what you think? Mm -hmm. And if I can't see them or hear them, well, I'll, I'll tell them that, you know, like, I, I don't, what do you sound like? Yeah. I have no idea. 
I'm not going to scroll through, you know, and find the one video you did in 2016. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not going to show up perfectly. It's all good. You know, you are who you are. You sound how you yeah. sound. And, um, you know, I know there was a kind of the question about content pillars, which is how I think about it is how you, it can help, I think, kind of organize your content ideas. Mm -hmm. So if you do stuck in what to post and things like that, I think of content pillars thinking about like, what are the, what are the things that you love talking about? You know, mm -hmm. it's, and it's not always just all business. I mean, for me, you know, you, you know, you joked about Hello Kitty, but people who follow me on Instagram, I mean, they, they know I, I love Hello Kitty. <laughs> I have two boys. I have a crazy cat. Uh, you know, I'm yes. kids, you know, I run a social media. And you love Christmas villages and blow ups. <laughs> yes, <the holiday laughs> and flowers and flowers. I do love flowers. <laughs> and all of this, it's like, we don't, we are all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. We, you know, we wear these different hats. And so I agree with you. It's not like business over here, professional over here, personal over here. Like we just are who we are, mm -hmm. you know? And so mm -hmm. using that, one of the things I wanted to say too, really quick is uh, a lot of times people will come to me and say like, you know, the only time I get a lot of engagement is if, if I post a picture of my dog or I'll pick post pictures of my kids. And so oftentimes they associate like that type of content with getting a whole lot of engagement. I don't know if you've experienced this. Actually, I know you've experienced this because what I have found is that when you post quote business content or stuff that's about, you know, professional stuff, business stuff, whatever, but when you do it in a way that shows your personality, mm -hmm. right? Show your expertise, like you get sometimes even more, a lot of times more engagement because people are following you for business, but they mm -hmm. see your personality through that content. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. So the way that, what I call that is, this just came up today in, in one of my coaching calls where it's like, I always get more engagement when I show like this person lived on a farm, yeah. which is like the coolest thing ever. I was like, well, that's a content gold yeah. mine. Uh, but anyway, um, they're like, yeah, and you know, when I put my, my real estate stuff, nothing much happens. And I'm like, here's the thing. We need the low barrier, no barrier entry of content. And, and this, what I usually get is someone that's asked me a question. I just don't understand how sharing what I had for lunch is going to help me land any more listings. And I'm like, okay, but wait, I have the scientific explanation. <laughs> that's that low barrier, no barrier entry of content, which may be more human and relatable. It may be boring and maybe mundane. But it's those little things that our brain latches onto. And it's so funny because I know you, you do something similar on, on your videos where I do something where you can see behind me, this is by design, friends, okay? Like there are things people will see and they will point out or think of and ask me. And so that's what we're doing is we're, we're putting these things where people might just remember. They might not remember what brokerage you work for, but they will remember that you like bread and butter pickles and not dill pickles. And they're like, I don't... I don't know. I mean, by the way, I love all pickles, but still that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. Great. I want you to remember me. And because it's something human and relatable, there's this conversation that you're more likely to have. So I might say, Oh my gosh, dill pickles are amazing. What are you talking about? And now we have this open line of communication. And when you have an open line of communication with someone, even if you don't know them, you are more likely to continue that conversation than starting a new one with someone you don't know. Yeah. So because we have this relationship where a lot of times you don't think it's a relationship, but you have this communication that's happening, 
you're more likely to see that person's content in the future, which is going to remind them what you do. And when they are ready, they are more likely to potentially ask you or talk to you because they've already been in conversation. They already feel like they know you. And by the way, it's like our, we're not selling houses every day to the same person, right? So we have a much longer sales cycle and how we're showing up. And then what happens friends is if you help that person, find their dream home. Oh my gosh, amazing. They're so happy. And of course they will refer you to other people, but they no longer care about your listings. Yeah. Cause you just helped them find the best house <laughs> on the planet. Okay. So how are you going to stay connected with those humans if you don't have that element? And so for content pillars, I don't know if I'd call these pillars, but I think of it in terms of people want to learn about you. People want to to learn from you and people want to learn with you and the with you part people are always like wait what <laughs> i don't know what that means okay the with me part means they want to be on the journey with you so we already know you're going to teach people things educational content that's the learn from learn about we get that like you're going to show us your human side but the learn with is this like beautiful little magical piece and i think this happens mostly in stories but it can happen in other places that you can have what I call a shared experience with someone. And you can go on their journey to buying their first house, to being a first time Airbnb investor, to their first keynote on a stage, to writing their first book, whatever it is, because you're kind of sharing those behind the scenes and people are gonna follow along that journey and kind of feel like they're in it with you. And oh my gosh, they can actually talk to you and you could talk back, which is wild, right? So there's very few things that allow for that shared experience to take place. And so I think if you can think of content, does this teach someone about me? Does this teach someone something? Can they learn from me? And or is this a possibility that I can share a journey? Because a lot of us have struggles, me included, with finding stories that we feel are worthy of telling mm. because we feel like people don't care. And, you know, the story, honestly, I mean, you're the brand, you're the niche, you're the story. And people are interested and they may not be sending you a comment every time, but they're watching. Yeah. And you might say something one day about your journey that literally has nothing to do with it they've ever been interested in. And they might say, oh, tell me more about that. Or that was really cool. So, yeah. So those are kind of my content pillars. Learn about you, learn from you, and learn with you. That's great. That's such a good tip. So we've got Hi, Johnny, which is my good friend, Steve Reese. Um, and so he asked, what are your thoughts about trending music and tracks? On uh, <laughs> Especially since we're kind of to bring it back to the beginning of like breaking yeah. the rules a little bit. <laughs> I know. Okay. So Steve is, I love this question. Thank you for submitting it. Um, so I will tell you, I just recently made a video and I was like, I don't know, should I just put a trending song in the background? Like, it's gonna get more views. And I was like, now, 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 come on now. So listen, I hate that Instagram does this, but they absolutely will give you more numbers. What do those numbers mean? Probably nothing, but they will give you more numbers um, or metrics, if you will, if you're using a trending song. And they specifically are telling people to use a trending song. Yeah. Now, do we know why? Here's the thing, we don't know why. Mm. Because Adam hasn't come on and said, well, we have a deal 
with this music play. So, you know, if we do that, or maybe not, maybe they're like, listen, we want people to actually use the buttons and create inside of the app. Mm -hmm. So we have no idea truly why they're telling people to use music other than they are telling people to use music. And if you use music, you will get higher views and such. Um, I think music is fine and cool if it's going to add to the cinematic value or the emotions of your video. And you should absolutely use and have fun with sound, songs, trending audio. My tips though, if you're going to use music, number one, not everybody has their volume on the same volume you do. (laughs) So if you're talking, ultimately we want to hear you. And I'm neurodivergent. So I have difficulty concentrating if I hear music that's too loud and I will skip on to another video. So when I add my music and I'm like on a scale of one to a hundred, I bring the music down to like four. I know that's shocking to some people, but it's very low. And unfortunately I have had music pulled. Um, And when they pull the music, they pull my voice. And so now I've got a video with no voice. And so that's disappointing. Um, So I would say mix it up. I would say try some without, and just know, like prepare yourself. For a while, my views are gonna go down on the ones where I'm actually talking. Um, And if it's something like a tutorial, I would say probably stay away from the music because people are concentrating. They wanna get that tutorial piece out of it. Um, And the other thing is, um, you know, so we talked about the volume as well. And um, also one thing I don't see a lot of people doing is if you're not gonna add music, I want you to make and customize the name of your audio. So you can put keywords in that audio. It hasn't quite caught up because I still keep testing this um, to see if it's going to start showing up in like the audio searches. But still, it's going to be at the top and people are going to be able to see it. And so I would put in there like, you know, if you're doing a video, you put something like Instagram tips you don't know about or something like that. And so you can put a custom instead of just your name. So I would recommend changing that if you're going to be talking, whatever your topic is, you can just put that little topic as the title of the audio track. That's a great, great tip. It's a good one. I need to do that more. <laughs> oh, I will follow the advice. <laughs> great. And I've had videos muted too. So my rule, uh, just to answer your question, Steve, is if I'm talking and teaching something, most of the time I don't add music because I have had my music flagged or whatever you'll get like this message that says this is not approved which is annoying but so my rule to myself is basically if i'm like to camera and i'm talking i generally don't do music the only time i really add music is when i'm not on camera and i i do a fair amount of what i call them faceless videos which i mm-hmm. think is fine you know where you're yeah. around maybe you're doing b-roll maybe you're teaching something on the screen you've got text on the screen and that's i think really fun to add um, a, a piece of trending music. It's not all my videos. I don't think it should be off anyone's like complete video library. Like you said, Chelsea, I want to see your face. <laughs> I want to hear what you sound like, but mm-hmm. it's, it's good to have a little bit of a variety. Yeah. And I, if nothing else, because like I said, I get bored, <laughs> I get bored. Like if I did the same type of video, like yeah. some people love that. The funny thing is I don't get bored with food. Cause you know, I have like the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can eat the same thing for every single meal for the rest of my life. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Yeah. I can't do that when it comes to creating content, I get bored and I'm like, Oh, I just did a, a B roll reel and now I need to do a teaching yeah. reel. So I just get bored. And the same thing is don't use all reels. I actually get more engagement on the stuff that I post that isn't reels, yeah. but I like to mix it up mainly because I get bored 
And if I get bored, I think other people are going to get bored. And honestly, we all have different brains. Some people yeah. prefer to read through things. Some people like to watch a video. I prefer to read. Mm -hmm. So I, if I, if that'd be like saying, well, stop writing books because everybody <laughs> listens to podcasts. You know, it's like, well, not really. <laughs> okay. I said that was the last uh, question. Okay. I have one. Okay, we'll do another one. Hang on for one more. Let's do one yeah. last one and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. And, uh, Okay, this is, a, this is a good question. This is from Lisa Harris. Lisa is one of our, uh, one of my longtime uh, Academy members. She's awesome. And she said, what new editing apps are you using outside of Instagram these days? Oh my gosh, I'm not using anything new. I'm one of those people that's like, if you find something that you can figure out how to work, because I don't consider myself a very like techie person. Yeah. And um, when I find something and I figure it out and I know where the buttons are, you know what makes me so like enraged is when they get a new overhaul and move the buttons, which is why Instagram reels drive me nuts. Right. Oh, um, <laughs> from here to here. That was fine. <laughs> so I, when I first started making reels, I was using and still occasionally use an app called video shop. Uh, like shopping, video shop, and also InShot. And I want to tell you what I use those for, but I also want to tell you why I don't use them as much anymore. Mm -hmm. The reason I use them in the beginning is because Reels did not have very good editing. Yeah. And I was spending so much time trying to figure out how to do something. And so I always tell people, listen, if you're comfortable with some other third-party thing, Feel free to make it in there. Is it one extra step? Yes. But if you're going to be like, ah, I'm pulling my hair because I'm trying to figure out this learning curve. Um, now, one really cool thing that I wish and probably is going to be added at some point to Reels is I like to do a video in video. Mm. You can have a picture in video if you want to like point to it. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Video Shop used to have me being able to do a video so maybe i'll be pointing to another reel mm. and i can point to this reel or maybe i'm doing like a screen um a screen recording and i'm showing you something and talking about mm. it mm. and um gosh it's really cool to be able to have that little video in there and so that's really the only reason that i will use a third-party app is if they have a little something that reels doesn't mm. have um mm. or also there are people watching that are going to want to make one video and share it everywhere and mm -hmm. it may be easier for you to take you know that video and edit it somewhere else versus editing it natively in the app and then having to like remove all the stuff and all of that so um i'm not using anything new and exciting <laughs> i'm just using the, the old and <laughs> the old and beloved <laughs> well i will mention two things well first of all i i do a lot of editing just right in instagram i honestly don't even do a ton of editing like i try to keep it really simple honestly um we had, we do full disclosure we do have a video editor for some of our long-form videos like for youtube but for reels and just short form stuff uh, a lot of stuff i'm just like I just do it quick, make a couple simple edits. Um, video Shop, I agree. I used to use Video Shop a ton. I still use it every now and then. They have a feature I really like um, where you can speed up your video, which is really cool. So if you've got a bunch of clips, I and I did this for like an end of the year video. I always do this little video at the end of the year where it's like a little recap of my year and I put a million clips and I didn't want this to be a 10 minute video. So I like put all these clips in, you put it in Video Shop and you can speed it up. So it speeds it up to like twice or three or four, however fast you want it. And it'll, it'll um, strip the audio out <laughs> too. Mm -hmm. So you don't, have, you don't sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> um, and so that's a really fun feature. I used to use it also for voiceovers, mm -hmm. but now that you can do that right within Instagram, it's fantastic. 
Um, the other app I just started using, and I feel like I'm totally late to the game on this, is I just started using CapCut, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, CapCut's awesome, yes. <laughs> I would mainly like it for right now are the templates, especially mm -hmm. for TikTok. I know we're mainly kind of talking about Instagram, but mm -hmm. if you're on TikTok, you know, there's a relationship that CapCut and TikTok have, and you mm -hmm. can, a lot of times you can just click on a template that you like, it opens the app, you can use the template. I just did it for Father's Day. I made this little video for Paul for Father's Day using the template. I was like, this is really easy. So that's, that's fun. But I, I like you. It's like, I just try to kind of keep it simple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, cause I'm the excuse queen, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't have my app. I don't have time to get my app out. I'm not in my normal studio setting. Oh, yeah. I'll make that video later. Yeah. <laughs> so that's totally, totally me. So I try to strip it down because then I don't have any excuses. I'm like, well, I've got the phone. It's already built in and I might as well just use it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. This was so This was fun. We need to do this more often. We need to do like a regular uh chat. I'm totally down with that. Follow me, follow Chelsea <laughs> and just DM us. Send us a message. Let us know that you tuned in. Let us know if you have a question. Um I'm volunteering Chelsea to say yes. that respond to people. I will. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, I will. Um, I will. If this works, we will try to download this and put it somewhere else uh, if, if possible. But um, Chelsea, we'll also be hosting Instagram live video coaching next. <laughs> exactly. We'll do a tutorial on everything we've learned. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Anything you want to tell people about or anything? Uh... Oh, I would love to connect with everybody. I see so many familiar names. Thank you so much for showing up and giving us so much support and love. It really um, resonates with us and we do see and recognize those names. So thank you everyone that jumped on and for your support. And we're really, really excited to, it sounds like probably bring and a few more of these. I saw some people that said, absolutely. Um, and, you know, if we can figure out how to do these lives, well, we're, we're, we're going to take on the world of Instagram. Yeah. So thank you for having me, Katie. This was so much fun. I can't wait for the next uh, one. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. Super fun. I'm sending you love. love uh, right back at you. All right. Bye, everyone. All right, Thanks, bye, Katie. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy, guaranteed to get you social smart. Also, sign up for our free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.